severely dyslexic, he had a rough time in school growing up. His father was in the Air Force, and Anderson never spent more than a year in the same school. Some would test me and say, you're a dummy, he recalls. Others would say, you're brilliant, but you have terrible skills. Persistence and drive got him through the University of Colorado, and then business school at Northwestern University. He's worked around his disability by conducting all of his business verbally, carrying a voice recorder and directing an assistant to transcribe memos to clients. His porcine adventures started with one sow and her litter of a common breed called the Yorkshire. He put the animals in a pen on the 240-acre horse farm he owns in Branchville, New Jersey. Having heard that Spanish pigs eat acorns, he experimented with feed made from chestnut flour and goat's milk. The resulting meat didn't match his fantasy. Next, he tried the Berkshire, a black pig with rotund hindquarters that his wife thought were cute when they leafed through a book on pig breeds. This time, he paid a golf course groundskeeper to collect acorns for feed. But again, the meat was disappointing. After that came what he calls a pig tour of Europe, where he returned to Spain and discovered that the acorns there were completely different from the American variety. By 2007, he'd roped his personal chef, Michael Clampfer, into his pork quest. In the food magazine Saveur, Clampfer read about the Mangalitsa, popular during the days of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, but now nearly extinct. Clampfer bought some from a Washington state farmer named Heath Putnam and cooked up his first batch. It was fabulous, says Clampfer. It was unlike anything I had had before. Anderson dived in, buying 80 pigs for $20,000 and installing them on a second property he owns near the horse farm. He hired an Amish construction crew to convert an old barn into a state-of-the-art piggery with a perforated floor that collects waste, which he recycles as fertilizer. The white enclosure is surprisingly free of flies and stench. On a recent afternoon, he pointed out a litter of adorable three-day-old piglets. Mangalitsa babies are striped, and adults mature into one of three colors, white, auburn, or black with white bellies. Their tufted fur looks more like sheep's wool than the sparse hair of the pink variety factory farmers raise from high-yielding hybrids. Finally, Anderson had hit on the kind of rich-tasting meat he had been craving. But he didn't own enough land in New Jersey to accommodate his growing herd. He wound up contracting with five farms in Iowa, Missouri, and Pennsylvania, where he pays 20 farmers on a per-pig basis. On his three New Jersey farms, he has another 20 staffers. He now has 4,500 pigs and plans to quadruple that. Another challenge that turned into a money suck, finding an abattoir that could handle the mangalitsa. Because the animals have nearly four times the fat of commercial pigs, which can be butchered in minutes, an experienced butcher must spend an hour taking each one apart by hand. When Anderson started his Mangalitsa operation, only one slaughterhouse in Missouri would take his pigs after Anderson flew in a butcher from Austria to demonstrate the correct technique. Shipping animals there and back cost tens of thousands of dollars. He has since found slaughterhouses in New Jersey and Pennsylvania that can handle his pigs. Anderson still works as an investment banker, taking time out for exotic vacations arranged by his 52-year-old Korean-born second wife, Sung.
to spots like Rajasthan and Tierra del Fuego. But the pig venture is never far from his mind. On weekdays, he wears a pig lapel pin on his suit, and on the weekends, the pin is on the collar of a polo shirt emblazoned with an embroidered yellow patch showing a mature gray mangalitsa wearing a red crown to signify its royal lineage, above the words, Mangalitsa by Mosfund. He named his pig business after a Danish uncle's country cabin. Anderson has become an evangelist for the Mangalitsa. People don't understand that it's not fat that makes you fat. And a critic of the USDA regulations that constrain his business. I can't slaughter a pig on my farm and sell it, he complains. I have to slaughter it in a USDA facility. Clampfer works in the pig business full time. Anderson has brought in another chef, Alex Stotler, to handle sales and, as chief operating officer,